but today I want to turn your attention to Psalm 77 real quick, verse 14. It says, you are the God of miracles and wonders. Isn't that great? And, 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 you know, during Christmas, we get so involved in all kinds of things and we forget the miracle of Christmas and what took place. And I just want to, I just want you to know that God is the God of miracles and wonders. It says you demonstrate your awesome power. And I think God is still demonstrating his power. And I think if we all uh, had time to be able to share some, some things that God's done in our lives, we would see that God's still working in a mighty way. Amen. Amen. Uh, I, I wanted to give you a definition of a miracle. A miracle is this. It's a supernatural manifestation of God's power that supersedes the natural laws of the universe. You might think, wow, that's a big definition. Let me give you my definition. That's somebody else's. My definition is anytime God works on our behalf. Anytime God's working on our behalf. And, and as I was reflecting on what to share and asking the Lord, I seriously wanted God to just speak to my heart. This is what came to me is the miracle of Christmas. And the first miracle of Christmas that I want to talk about is Christmas is an extraordinary miracle. It really is. It's an extraordinary, extraordinary miracle when you, think about, when you think about Mary. When you think about how she conceived Jesus. She conceived Jesus supernaturally as miraculous in that she was not conceived. She was a virgin. She wasn't conceived in the normal way. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit came upon her. The power of God came upon her and she conceived. And that's a miracle in itself. And, and, and we know that she, she, had, she, she gave birth to Jesus being a virgin. And that's miraculous. And, and as I was thinking about, as I was thinking about that, I was thinking about how, how that isn't ordinary. That just doesn't happen. That's extraordinary. The second thing, the second thing that I thought about Christmas, Christmas is an, is a necessary, it's a necessary miracle. We know is an, uh, it was an extraordinary miracle in that, in that Mary uh, was a virgin and she gave birth. But there was also an, a, another miracle that took place later because of what Jesus did for us. And it's called the miracle of the new birth. The miracle of the new birth. Uh, Jesus was talking to a, a leader one day, and his name's Nicodemus. And uh, Jesus told him, he says, that you cannot see the kingdom of God unless you be born again. And in his natural mind, Nicodemus says, well, how can I be born again? Can I go back into my mother's womb and be born again? And, and Jesus says, no, no, that's not it. He says, I'm talking about being born of the Spirit. It's a spiritual rebirth. It was necessary because when we were born the first time here on this earth, we were born in sin. And so it was necessary that we be born again so that we would be able to have relationship with God. And it could only happen through a miracle, the miracle of the new birth. And, and, and I want to just read you a couple of scriptures here in 2 Corinthians. It tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, very powerful scriptures. First of all, in verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. 
Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. When we get born again, God takes that sin nature out of us. When we ask Jesus to come into our life, when we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that he died for us and he raised him from the dead, and when we say, Jesus, come and be the Lord of my life, the Bible says that we get born again. In that new birth, what happens is that that sin nature is taken out of us and God's nature is placed in us. In verse 21, it tells us that in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, For he, Jesus, or he, God, made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us. He was made sin. Jesus didn't come and and he didn't do any sin. He was made sin for us. Why? Why was he made sin for us? It goes on and it says that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So that we could be born again, righteous, clean, cleansed, right standing before God. That was a miracle. Amen? It was a miracle. I was talking to somebody just recently and, and uh, when we were in conversation, this, this lady was very disturbed at what's going on in our, in our, in our world Uh, All the shootings taking place, all the terrorism, and really just, just really torn in her heart about it. And she says, "Why is that happening? Why, why do people do that?" And I said, I told her, I said, the heart of the problem is the problem of the heart. I said they need to be born again. I said, we're born in sin nature. We're wicked when we're. I mean, in in many ways, nobody teaches a child to lie. They just, it just comes naturally to them or, or throw fits or, or whatever. I mean, they, they just, you know, they, it just happens until we get born again. And then we get this, this, this righteous conscience where we become aware of doing the right things for God. And that's miraculous. That's a miracle. So when I think about the miracle of Christmas, I think about the virgin birth. I think about the new birth. And then the, the third thing is I call the, the, the love birth. And the third thing I want to sh- tell you about Christmas, it was a provisionary miracle. The love birth. God so loved the world that he gave, that he provided. And let me tell you, he continues to provide for us. Amen? Amen. The provisionary uh, miracle. That's what love does. Love gives. And, 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 and God so loved the world that he, he birthed Jesus here on this earth to provide us with salvation, to provide us with forgiveness, to provide us with relationship with God, to provide us with everything that we have need of. I want to read to you some scriptures and just share, just share with you just some closing thoughts before we do our candlelight. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 talks about something that he's provided for us. It says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every, say every, every every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. I was thinking about the scripture that says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. We can pray the blessings of God into our life that have been given to us freely through Jesus Christ. The provisionary miracle that has been given to us through Jesus. John 10.10, we know this scripture. 
It says the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. By the way, the bad, the evil, you know, people think, well, why is God doing that? God's not doing that. There's a devil out there that kills, steals, and destroys. Jesus came, though, to, to provide. He came to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. That's what Jesus has done. He, he came to provide miracles for us, big and small, small and big. He wants to provide for us in every way. Provision is access through faith. It's access through relationship, through wisdom. Let me show you 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2 through 4. It says, grace and peace be multiplied to you. Thank God. Grace, God's ability, God's power, God's favor in our life. And peace, the word peace means shalom. It means nothing missing, nothing broken. It means prosperity, it means health. It, mean, it, means, it means everything that God has provided for us. He says he's given it to us and be multiplied to us. Get this, in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. One translation says in, in our relationship with God. Another translation says in our intimacy with God. That's how it's provided for us. And then it goes on to say, as his divine power has given to us all things. Say all things. All things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge or through the relationship or intimacy of him who has called us by glory and virtue. So God has given us everything for life, for godliness. To live a godly life, a life that's pleasing to him. He's given us through Jesus Christ, he's already given it to us. A provisionary miracle has been provided for us, small and big. Uh, this past summer, our water heater started going out. We have a we have a electric tankless water heater. How many has have tankless water heaters in the house? Okay, very nobody but me. Okay, all right. Tankless water heater. And uh, they, the, the, the history of the tankless water heaters is that they will only last for about five years. And they're not real cheap. I didn't realize that when we put it in about 10, 11 years ago. And, uh, but it works great because when you turn it on, it's constant heat. It's constant hot water. You never run out when the tank, you know, when you have a tank water heater, you can run out of water once that tank's emptied and then it gets cold. Well, on this one, you just keep on showering and, man, you just keep, you just keep getting warm water. Uh, about five years ago, our tankless water heater went out. And, uh, and so, anyway, uh, we called the place that we bought it and uh, they, they warrantied it. It was right at the end of warrant, being uh, able to warranty it. And so, we got a free one. Awesome. And so, we got, we got a free one. And, uh, and so they sent us a replacement. They didn't want us to send the other one back. It was trash. It, the motherboard was gone. They said, don't worry about it. And so I just threw it in the closet. And so this past summer, it started going out on us. And, and that water heater is somewhere around $1,200 or so. And so I didn't really want to replace it. And so we've just been tolerating it this whole time. And, uh, and, and, and it's gotten to the point where it just barely gets warm for just a moment. And how many you know it's getting cold? 
And so my wife and I have been taking cold showers. Isn't that crazy? And so we've been taking, because I didn't want to spend $1,200. I just, just didn't want to. I'm, I'm, you know, I'll give it, but I don't want to spend it. You know, I'm just kind of that away. And, uh, and, and so anyway, finally my wife says, "Hun, we need to get this fixed. And it's like, yeah, hun, we need to. It had the same symptoms as the old water heater. And I'm thinking, man, we got to replace it. So we went online, started looking and seeing, you know, uh, talked to a plumber about putting a tanked water heater up in the attic and running all the stuff up there. And it was going to run about the same price to go ahead and do it, but it'll last longer. And so long story short, I prayed. Isn't that crazy? We, we tolerate stuff for a long time, and I prayed. And then after praying, it's just like, okay, we need to call the, the company. And, and so they told us, they sent a sheet to us, emailed it to us, and gave us a checklist of what to check. And, and then after we check it, call them back. It was out of warranty. They wouldn't warranty it, but they'd help us out and, and see if they can pinpoint, troubleshoot it. And so when I, we called them back, I called them back this week, and... Uh, I'm really ashamed, and uh, but I called them back. I called them back, and they helped me troubleshoot the problem. And it was a it was some kind of sensor that was out, and I had it on the old unit, and I was able to take it off the old unit and put it on that unit in about five to ten minutes, and we had blazing hot water. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? Here's the moral of the story. Too often we tolerate stuff in life when God's provided us everything that we have need of for life and godliness. I'm here to tell you I and my wife are happy campers. We have hot water in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Here's here's the deal. Here's the dealio if you ever watch, uh, 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 what's the name of that? Yeah. What's the name of it? Despicable, Despicable Me. That's right. Thank you, grandson. And uh, Despicable Me. I have grandkids. I watch all these, uh, you know, light bulb. Anyway, another story. All right. Anyway, uh, here's the dealio. All right. God wants to provide for us. If we'll just look to him. Provision has already been made for us. For small or big He's already provided everything that we have need of. We just need to get in relationship with him. He wants to take us out of darkness and he wants to put us in light. He doesn't want us walking through life in darkness. See, all I needed was a little light. I just need, you know, light shows you the way. It gives you illumination. And and I just needed a little illumination to solve the problem. And I'm here to tell you that's why Jesus came to this earth. I'm going to share one more scripture with you, and then we're going to, we're going to do our candlelight. Uh, John chapter 12, verse 46, it says this, I have come, Jesus speaking, I have come as a light into the world, that whoever believes on me should not abide in darkness. <laughs> 